Hallelujah. Amen. Well, it is good to be in Punta Gorda, Florida. Hallelujah. Yeah. Pastor Data is in the house. Amen. Glory to God. She's, she's our walking miracle. Amen. Amen. The devil tried to take her out, but she said, not today, devil. Uh-uh, we're not going there, not going to do it. Amen. So it is a joy to be here and got my lovely wife, Stormy. Hey, hey, hey. Hey, hey, hey. <laughs> yeah, absolutely, yeah. yeah it's geez. awesome. I, I'm telling you what, I when when Brother um, Bob said that it's we're family here, I got to thinking, you know, I feel like I'm closer to some of you than I am my own family, a lot of my own family. And I was so excited to be able to get away and come down because I knew I was coming to be with family. I knew, and it's so neat because even if you spend a long time away from each other, when you get back together, there is just that bond, that binding together, that spirit that's there, and it just makes you so excited to spend that time. And so I just want to say I'm so glad I'm here. I'm glad to see you, many of you. I. I'm getting to know pretty good. Some of you I have yet to know and look forward to that. So Praise God. Amen. All right. Yeah. Well, God is good, isn't he? Yeah. Amen. And it is a real honor to, to have Paul and Donna Long. They were members of our church in California for a number of years. We've been friends for, man, uh, a long time. I don't know how, how long, but decades we'll just say we'll put it this way when we met Paul had dark hair and I had hair and we'll leave it at that but uh, man there are now missionaries to Latin America and I, I told him I said Paul you're supposed to start that stuff in your 20s not in your 70s come on brother but uh, man they're doing great things in Latin America and good to good to see them with us here tonight I want to talk to you tonight about purpose. Everybody say purpose. Your purpose, our purpose, the purpose that we are to be aiming for. You know, there, uh, there was a, a man I heard about down in this area that had just retired. And he was trying to figure out, okay, what's my purpose now? So... He took some of his 401k and he went out and he bought a brand new Corvette, bright red. He's driving it up I-75 and didn't realize how fast he was going. And all of a sudden, behind him, red lights, blue lights started flashing. And so he just kind of freaked out for a moment and he floored it. And the next thing he knows, he looks down, he's doing 126 miles an hour up 75. And he thinks, what, what's wrong with you, man? And he takes his foot off the gas, he slows down, gradually pulls off the road. The trooper pulls up behind him and uh, walks up to the car and sees this older gentleman sitting in it. And he looks at him and he says, sir, it's Friday afternoon. It's 445. In 15 minutes, my shift is over. If you can explain to me something I have never heard before, give me a reason nobody has ever told me, I'm going to let you go for why you were speeding like you were. He looked at me and he said, Officer, 
10 years ago, my wife ran off with a state trooper and I thought you were bringing her back. For you, Keith. He said, have a nice weekend. <laughs> Praise God. Everybody say purpose. purpose. We are not here by accident. And I don't mean sitting in this building, although I don't believe we're here by accident either. I'm talking about here on planet Earth. We are not here by accident. So many people ask that question, why am I here? Why was I born? What is my purpose? Mark Twain said the greatest, the two greatest days in your life are the day you were born and the day you discovered why. Think about that. The two greatest days in your life, the day you were born and the day you discovered why. I mean, you think about it. They say there are 7.8 billion people alive on planet Earth today. 7.8 billion people. There is approximately 330 million people in the United States. Since the beginning of time, they estimate there has been 110 billion people on planet Earth. 110 billion people have populated planet Earth, and every single one of them had a purpose. Did every one of them fulfill their purpose? Not by a long shot. But everyone had a purpose. Look at the person next to you and say, what is your purpose? You know, it's like, you know, a lot of people, they, 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 they struggle with who they are, why they're here, identity crises. You know, now, of course, we're living in the day and age of gender crises. It's like, you know, I don't know what I am. It's like go in the bathroom and look at the plumbing. Let me help you out here. It's real simple, folks. But this guy was sitting on an airplane, and he looks up, and this beautiful woman is walking up to his row, and she stops and says, Sir, I, I have the seat next to you. And, and he's like, oh, my, oh, has, gets up, lets her sit down, and He's thinking, man, I, I've never seen a woman this beautiful in my life. And he starts talking. He says, ma'am, I, I don't want to be rude, but you're just, you're, you're probably the most beautiful woman I've ever seen. And I'm just a little curious, what kind of man do you like? What kind of man are you attracted to? And she said, well, you know, I kind of like the American Indian, the Native American, the high cheekbones, the rugged look, the strength. He goes, Really? Said, but then again, on the other hand, I like a Jewish man. His financial entrepreneurial ship, it's just something about a, a Jewish man that's very enticing. He says, you don't say. And then she said, but then again, on the other hand, I like a good old country boy that just drives a pickup truck, rides a horse, you know. And he goes, really? She says, by the way, what did you say your name was? He says, my name is Geronimo Steinberg, but my friends call me Bubba.
How many of you know Bubba was having an identity crisis? Well, we are not having an identity crisis. And if you are not sure what your purpose is, uh, then before we get out of here tonight, I believe you're going to know what your purpose is because God has a specific purpose for each and every one of us sitting in this room tonight. Why are we one of those 7.8 billion people? Amen? In Genesis chapter 1, Genesis chapter 1, 10 times it says, And God said, and God said, and God said. And every time God said, something happened. When God speaks, listen, when E.F. Hutton speaks, people might listen, but when God speaks, something happens. Can you say amen? And God said, he said, let there be light. And all of a sudden, from the vast expanse of darkness and nothing, light appears. And God said, then we come down to verse 26, and it says, then God said, let us make man in our image. Let us make man according to our likeness. Let them have dominion over the fish of the sea, over the fowl, of, over the uh, birds of the air, and over the cattle, over all the earth, and over every creeping thing that creeps on the earth. He's talking about man. That man, I want you to have dominion over this earth. The birds of the air, the fish of the sea, and even all the creeps that live on it. I mean, all the creeping things. He says, let them. Now notice he didn't say let him, being only Adam. He said, let them, being this creation called man. Let them have dominion. That word he uses there is the Hebrew word rada, which means to rule, to have dominion, or listen, to dominate. To dominate, to have dominion, to rule over. God created you in his image. In the image of God, you were created for the purpose to have dominion, the purpose to dominate your circumstances, not allowing your circumstances to dominate you. Amen. See, the devil might come along and he, he may try to tell you, well, hey, I'm going to do this and I'm going to get that and I'm going to do this and this. Is, but no, no. You have dominion over everything on this earth, including uh, the principalities and the powers of darkness. Can you say amen? amen? To dominate where? The sea, the air, the earth. Every realm. Every realm. We are to have dominion over all of God's creation. See, you are here. I've heard people say, oh, well, I'm, I, I'm, I'm here, I'm here to, to worship God. Well, we're all here to worship God. 
Oh, I'm just, I'm, I'm a worshiper. We're all supposed to be worshipers. See? See, sometimes we get our purpose mixed up with our assignment. Everybody say purpose. Everybody say assignment. We can get our assignments and we can get our purpose mixed up. See, we, we were created to live and walk and abide in and have dominion over God's creation. Can you say amen? Now, your assignment, your assignment can be a lot of different things, and assignments can change. I had an assignment for over 40 years to be the senior pastor of a church in Southern California. This year, that assignment changed, and that pastorate has been transitioned to my daughter and son-in-law. That assignment was for almost 41 years. I was had an assignment for 12 years, and it's about to conclude next month to serve my city as a planning commissioner and the current chair of the planning commission for the city of Ontario, California. And I've served in that capacity for 12 years and been able to influence my city in a positive way. But that's an assignment. That assignment is going to end next month. I, I have an assignment currently. I'm the president of ICFM. That's an assignment. I'm on my second tenure, if you please, uh, as president of ICFM. And whatever God has there, so be it. But that's not my purpose. Those are assignments. Are you following me? I have an assignment to be the husband of this gorgeous young lady sitting on the front row. Boy, is that a fun assignment, Pastor Rick. <laughs> I am not going to go there. Not going to do it. But you were created for one purpose, and that God-given purpose is to walk in and have dominion over everything in life, to rule and reign as a king with God, to rule and reign in your... You, you see, I can't control your environment. I can only control mine. Your environment, that's up to you. You have to decide, I am in control of my environment. Amen? I am in control of my circumstances. See, think about that word circumstances. Circum, circumference. Stances. What takes a stand against your sphere of influence. The enemy is going to come and try to take a stand against your health, your finances, your family. But listen, your circumstances uh, are to be controlled by you. Not someone else, not something else, not your emotions, not anything else. 
controlled by you with the dominion that God gave you through the Word of God that you speak to those circumstances and command them to change, command them to come in line with the Word of God and you rule and reign, not life reigning on you. Too many people sitting in church are allowing life to reign on them. But our purpose is to have dominion, and in doing so, we live life to the fullest, and we show the people of this world how great our God is. I mean, wasn't that what God wanted to do with Israel in the beginning? To make the other nations jealous? That look how great their God is? We want their God because their God is so great. Listen, that hasn't changed. That the, the, your community, your world, the people you are uh, around should be looking at you and seeing the blessings of God, the peace of God, the joy of God on your life and say, man, I, I want what you've got. I don't know what it is, but tell me what you got. Tell me, I, hey, I, I know you've been going through some stuff, but you got a smile on your face. Amen? Come on. That you're here to have dominion and to rule your environment and your circumstances. To live life to the fullest so that the world might see how great our God is. Amen. Come on, man. When you fall off a ladder from 8 or 10 feet in the air and land on your back, Huh? And the doctor said they don't know why you're doing so good. And then you don't you just get up and walk out of that place a couple of days later. That shows the world how good your God is. Amen. Amen. You have you have major surgery, but man, you're just up and going a couple of days. That shows how great our God is. Can you say amen? Praise God. Why? What's your purpose? Everybody say purpose. John Wooden, the great basketball coach, said the greatest thing you know is what you learn after you know everything. Boy, isn't that true. The greatest thing you know is what you know after you know everything. Is that my purpose, I'm here for a reason. God bless them. God said to them, be fruitful, multiply, fill the earth, subdue it, have dominion. But notice this. Before he told them what to do, he blessed them. Then God blessed them and God said to them. Then God blessed them. He blesses you so that you can be a blessing. And in that blessing is the dominion to rule and to reign with him. To rule and to reign over your circumstances, your situations, whatever it might be. Can you say amen? What was the first miracle of Jesus? He turned water into wine, didn't he? And it wasn't Costco wine. 
Anybody shop at Costco? Come on, you buy that 400-roll pack of toilet paper? Right? Nice thing about it, you only have to buy one pack every 10 years. I mean, but what was that first miracle? It was a miracle of provision. A miracle of provision. That's the God we serve. He's Jehovah Jireh. He's our provider, folks. He's Jehovah Rapha. He's our healer. He is El Shaddai. He's not El Chifo. Amen. Man, I was so thrilled when I heard last, last night, Pastor Bob, you paid this place off. Retired the debt. Hallelujah. Glory to God. I don't know what to call it. Retired, maybe assassinated. You know, we killed the debt. Boom. Got rid of it. Out of here. Amen. Man, what a blessing. He's El Shaddai. He's more than enough. Come on, if you believe he's more than enough, say amen. 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 Come on. He, that's the God we serve. Man, I remember as a kid, we were told if the ice cream truck was playing music, that meant they were out of ice cream. Now, that's messed up. My dad was smart. God said, be fruitful and multiply. That's a byproduct of dominion. A byproduct of dominion is being fruitful and multiplying. Not subtracting, not dividing, multiplying. That God wants to multiply. Eve read that scripture. He wants to supply and multiply the seed that you sow. Our God is a multiplier. I said, our God is a multiplier. Can you say amen? See, go with me to Psalms chapter 8. Psalms chapter 8, and we're going to look verse number 3, all right? When I consider your heavens, the work of your fingers, the moon, and the stars, which you have ordained. This is David speaking, thinking out loud, so to speak. When I consider your heavens, when I consider the work of your fingers, the moon, the stars, which you have ordained. Let, 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 let's just stop right there for a moment. Because I, I want to show you something, and maybe you've never seen it, maybe you've never thought about it like this, but I, I want you to grab a hold of something tonight. Uh, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to mess up your decorations just a little bit here. Welcome to Earth, the last frontier. <laughs> Captain Kirk and the crew. No. But we're on planet Earth tonight, right? 7,918 miles around it. All right? It sets on its axis, and it is spinning 
on its axis at 1,040 miles per hour. While it's rotating around the sun at 66,641 miles per hour. That's just a little bit faster than Pastor Lisa drove to get here. But wait a minute. There's eight other planets out here. And they're all spinning around. And they're all rotating around. The slowest one, Pluto, is traveling around the sun at 10,604 miles an hour. While you have Mercury that is traveling around the sun at 107,132 miles per hour. And then you have over 200, minimum at least, 200 billion stars that are in here and out there and moving all around and numerous other heavenly bodies that are out here moving around and they've done it for centuries and millenniums and they never run into one another and people can't even drive up I-75 at 55 miles an hour without running into one another and how does all of that happen? God. God. And when we realize that, but then people think God can't heal cancer. God can't heal a back. God can't heal heart disease. God can't do something else. When he can cause all of this stuff to happen uh, every day, 24 hours a day, for millenniums, and they've never even bumped into one another. Wow. And then he said, let me make Bob Raimondo in my image. Let me make Daniel in my image. Let me make Doug in my image. Let me let Lisa have dominion over all of my creation. Wow. Wow. Everybody say, wow. wow. Say it backwards. Wow. A couple of you had to think about that one. <laughs> when I consider your heaven, see, I believe that's what David, he was looking up and going, God, man, you put all that stuff up there. And every night I come out and it's still there. Every morning I wake up and that sun's coming up over there. And every evening that sun's going down over there. And the moon follows it. And the moon, and every, and it, for my whole life, God, every day, every night, it's all there. I consider that. And it's amazing who you are, God. The next time you're dealing with something and you're like, oh man, I, I don't know. Man, I, I hope this works. Walk outside at night and look up and go, wow. God, if you can do all of that, my little problem is nothing. Amen? I said, my little problem is nothing. David continues in verse 4 and he says, What is man that you are mindful of him? And the son of man that you visit him? 
You have made him a little lower than the angels. That is a very poor translation of that word because in the Hebrew it's the word Elohim. It's not the word for angels. It is the word for God himself. David said, what is man? You have made him just a little lower than yourself. You see, God made man as close to divinity as could be without him being divinity. He made him as close to himself as he could be without him being God. Amen. We're not a little lower than the angels. The angels are a little lower than we are. Amen. He didn't give us an assignment to take care of the angels. He gave the angels an assignment to take care of us. Amen. Is that, I mean, this is just so so mind-boggling. Man, you created all of that stuff, God. The heavens, the earth, the moon, the sun, the stars, and they've been there longer than me, and they're going to be there a lot longer after I'm gone. And who am I? What am I in this whole scope of things? What is my purpose? But wait a minute. You made me just a little lower than Elohim. You have crowned him with glory and honor. Now look at verse 6. He goes back and repeats what God said in Genesis 1. You have made him to have dominion over the works of your hands. You have put all things. Everybody say all things. How many things? All things under his feet. That is a position of dominion. It is under my feet. Depression is under my feet. Anxiety is under my feet. Sickness is under my feet. Poverty is under my feet. Everything is under my feet. Why? Because that's where God put it, and that's where he put me to stand in dominion with him. Are you getting it? Why are you here? What is your purpose? To have dominion, to rule, to exercise dominion over the works of your hands. Amen. Everything, every circumstance, every situation. About seven or eight years ago, I was in... uh, Yellowstone and uh, traveling and on vacation and uh, maybe maybe 10 years ago you know you know how it gets when we start talking you know Mike you go hey you remember about three years ago and they go mm, yeah it was 12 years ago <laughs> but anyway uh, got ready to leave started up my motor home and the check engine light came on so I shut it off looked at everything Everything looked okay, started up, check engine light was on, and the power it had was maybe 10 to 15 percent. 
it would not go more than 25 miles an hour. So I, I looked at everything I could, didn't, couldn't see anything, nothing made sense. I called a Freightliner dealer. Closest Freightliner dealer was in Missoula, Montana, 125 miles away, over a mountain. I'm thinking this 40,000-pound motorhome is not going over a mountain when it'll only do 25 on flat land. And all of a sudden, I heard God say, so what are you going to do about it? And I thought, wait a minute. What is this motorhome made out of? Metal, plastic, rubber, huh? Everything that came from the earth. Well, you told me to have dominion over all the earth. So I shut the thing off, started praying in tongues, Mike. Took dominion over whatever was wrong with that thing, and in Jesus' name, you've got to function. Amen. Hit the key, fired it up, no check engine light. Put it in drive, took off, thing ran perfect. 1,100 miles all the way home. And then after I got it home, Bob, I took it to have it serviced, just for regular service. And I told him, I said, oh, hey, by the way, I said, when I was in Yellowstone, this check engine light came on, and this is what it acted like. I said, can, can you look at that and see what's going on? When I came back, he said, well, yeah, I show record that the check engine light came on, but whatever it was, somebody fixed it. <laughs> yeah, I know who fixed it. The one who created it in the first place when it was still in this earth. Our God, amen. Well, I just don't know about that kind of stuff. Well, listen, that's all right. You sat on the side of the road broke down. Amen. I'm not going to in Jesus' name. Can you say amen? Praise God. You know. In fact, we were having that issue just, what, last week, last, last, last week. We uh, borrowed a pickup truck from a friend of Stormy's, and they forgot to tell me that at a quarter of a tank, it runs out of gas. <laughs> and I found out. But then after it ran out of gas and I put gas in it, it still didn't want to run. And it would run like five miles and quit. And so I'm thinking, okay, listen, we got to get this back to her friend, and we're 70 miles from home. And so I just, I went, uh, a guy I'd met, he, he took me down to the, the house and helped me get, to, I was borrowing the truck to pull a boat with. And anyway, we got that, and I came back, and I said, just pick me back in the truck and drop me off. So he did, and I walked up, got in that truck, and did the same. I just started speaking to that truck. Sat there in the parking lot of that Shell station, spoke in tongues for a while. And just said, okay, God, click, fired right up. Drove it down to the house. Stormy showed up, unloaded it, turned around, drove it 75 miles back to the house, never missed a beat. Got in it the next morning, started it up, took it back to the friend's house. Hallelujah. You say, well, what happened? I don't know. I'm not a diesel mechanic, Rick. <laughs> Hallelujah, but it worked. See, you come along too late to tell me this stuff don't work, folks. Amen. You come along too late to tell me God doesn't heal. 
Listen, a lot of you know my testimony of eight years ago when the doctor said, left, left side of your heart is dead, it's doing nothing. We need to rush you in and we need to implant this and implant that. And I go, whoa, time out. Oh, no, 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 no. I know what I need to do. I need to get to the Word of God. Amen. And three months later, after what they called a nuclear mug scan, he cardiologist calls me and says, I don't know what you did, Jim, but your heart's back to normal. Keep doing whatever you did. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. See, so you come along too late to tell me it don't work. God is God, and God don't ever change. God's the same yesterday, today, and forever. And when he created Adam and he created Eve and he created man and said, let them have dominion, he said that for Paul Long. Come on. He said that for Regis, for Key, for Lisa, for Daniel, for every single one of us. We're here to walk in dominion and to rule and reign on earth. Can you say amen? Hallelujah. He didn't create you to just get by. He created you to rule and reign. Amen. 1 John 3 verse 8. For this purpose the Son of God was manifested that he might destroy the works of the devil. And Jesus said when he left, you will do even greater works than I do. Hallelujah. Can you say amen? Let me read that from the Amplified Version. The reason the Son of God was made manifest, visible, was to undo, destroy, loosen, and dissolve the works the devil has done. Amen? See, you're his child. And your purpose is, devil, I am tired of you messing with my family, messing with my health, messing with my finances, messing with my friends. Uh, I'm about to rip your lips off because you and I, we've had it. Amen. Take dominion. Take dominion over your circumstances, your situations uh, in Jesus' name. Amen. Remember when Jesus was in the boat and the disciples woke him up? They're freaking out. Lord, we're about to die. Don't you care? What did he do? He got up, wind, knock it off. Basically, it's what he did. Wind, settle down. And what happened? It settled down. There was peace. The Bible says there was a great calm. When the storms of life start blowing, and they will, they will. When the storms of life start blowing, you go, stop right there. Peace, be still. And you don't say it from you. You say it from him who is inside of you. Amen. Come on. Peace, be still. Take that 
dominion. Amen? That wind was threatening their lives. Jesus took dominion over those circumstances so that we can see how we are to take dominion in life. Can you say amen? Let us make man in our image according to our likeness. Let them have dominion over the fish of the sea, the fowl of the air, over all of the earth, over every creeping thing that creeps upon the earth. Can you say amen? And let them rule and reign. Can you say amen? What is that purpose? To live in dominion with God and to rule and reign. What did Jesus tell his disciples? He taught them to pray, and he said, Our Father who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come. It's not about us. It's about the kingdom. Thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Amen? The only way we will get that done is when we walk in the dominion that God has given us. To establish the kingdom of God in the lives of the people that we come in contact with. And to see the kingdom of God raised up. Amen? And you know where it all begins? Right here. It all begins right here. Inside of each and every one of us. Amen? That we recognize... I'm one of 7.8 billion. And I may only be one, but I have dominion over this entire planet. Come on. Amen. When the devil's trying to wreak havoc, man, Dan, I was, I was so happy last night when you were sharing with me about you inadvertently got thrown into that position, you know, uh, of, of, we'll just call it politics. But, but the outcome that came out of that, praise God, amen. See, when we stand in our authority, when we stand in our God-given authority, we can see circumstances change. We can see laws change. We can see rulings change. Come on, listen, very few people ever thought in our lifetime we would see R.V. Wade overturned. Come on. The church had prayed for decades. And I think most people thought it was a lost cause. And to a lot of people's amazement, in fact, I believe that was one of the worst sins of America. 60 million babies that did not get to fulfill their purpose because every one of them had a God-given purpose. Amen. And, and to see that overturned in our lifetime, nothing's impossible if we just believe. Amen. Nothing is impossible if we just believe. Can you say amen? It's not time to 
to relax. It's time to rise up. It's time to reload. It's time to refire. It's time to say, God, man, I, don't, I may not know what the next season is, but I, you've got an awful lot still for me to do. Because listen, if you're still walking and breathing, God's got something for you to do. Can you say amen? Amen. I mean, you haven't, you haven't scratched the surface in Africa yet. You're just making some inroads over there. Hallelujah. Come on. It's, you've got all of us in this room. Glory to God. Savannah needs, hallelujah, Datha and Lisa and Kempe and the Seed Church because there's so much to do all over. Life, Christian, come on, the world, they, they need what you've got there, Dr. Doug. Amen. We've all, listen, we're, we're, just, we're just getting warmed up. Glory to God. Amen. Come on. Brother Copeland said he's going to live to be 120. I'm going to go for 121. Because I don't like anybody beating me. Glory to God. Amen. Paul, you're just getting warmed up. You've got a purpose. We've got a purpose. To have dominion and to rule over this earth to show that Jesus is Lord to show that God is God and to show the world the greatness the unfathomable love of God the mercy of God the grace of God come on because listen I look around this room God, you need a lot of help. Because <laughs> we're all borderline knuckleheads. Come on. Listen, go home tonight, look up the word dysfunctional in the dictionary. You'll find an 8 by 10 glossy photo of my family. And when the world looks at you and I and sees what God does through us and the peace that we live in and the joy that we walk in, they go, wow, I want what you got. Tell me how you do that. Tell me how you live like that. Tell me how you have that. Tell me what, 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 what puts that smile on your face. How come you're, you're always happy all the time? Amen? Amen? I... I used to race cars a lot, and I was at Las Vegas Motor Speedway one weekend for a race, and a young, one of the young drivers came up to one of the guys that was with me, and he had heard people calling me past the gym. And he asked Adrian, he goes, hey, he said, uh, is this guy pastor? Is he really a pastor? And Adrian goes, yeah, he's really a pastor. He's, in fact, he's my pastor. Why? He goes, well, he doesn't act like a pastor. And, and I, I missed that class. And, and he said, really? Well, what, what do you mean? He goes, well, he's normal. 
And I thought, Bob, that's the greatest compliment I ever got. Folks, we're normal. We've just been redeemed. We're normal. But we've experienced the love of God. We're normal. But hey, we've been washed in the blood. We are the righteousness of God. And let's demonstrate that to this world. And let's see lives changed by the power of God as we walk in that dominion that God has given us and fulfill our purpose. Amen? Amen. Father, I thank you tonight. Thank you, Father, for your word. Thank you, Father, that that purpose that you have, God, that it will be fulfilled in each and every one of our lives. Father, I give you the glory and the honor, and I thank you, Lord, for what you have done, are doing, and will do in each and every one of us. In Jesus' mighty name, hallelujah.